So today's topic is the Industrial Revolution. One of the things that confuses students is that this thing, a lot of students get confused on the time period, the time frame we're talking about. And the reason it's confusing is because it actually happens at different times in different places. So in England, for example, Britain, it happens in the early 1800s. In the United States, it happens in the mid to late 1800s. In India, it's like the 1980s and 90s. And in a country like Bangladesh, it's kind of happening now. So uh, this is one of those things that's kind of expanded over time. It helps to know what it is. The Industrial Revolution has, uh, let's say it has three parts. So first, they start to manufacture the goods in factories. Before this, they did it in homes, in, um, in other places, sm a small business would do it. Now they start to build it in these huge factories. And they do it using machines. They're using machines to manufacture the goods. And finally, because the factories have to be in places with enough labor to, to run, uh, this leads to the rapid growth of cities. So you put those thing, three things together and you have the definition of what the Industrial Revolution is. It's a revolution because it's huge and it's a revolution in industry. Huge change makes it a revolution industrial because that's what it is. Now let's start with the positive changes um, for, for the four first. The first thing that happens is you see the development of a middle class. Now, the middle class is basically the people who have enough money to spend it on a few uh, key luxuries. Now, they've, they've got enough to make ends meet and then a little bit. And so you see the rise of the middle class is the first positive change. Now, the second one is related. Goods become cheaper because they're building them in factories, for the first time, things are cheap enough that the average middle class person can afford them. Uh, good examples are things like toys um, or actually underwear. This is the first time people begin to, to wear underwear um, because that's the first time they could afford extra clothes to go under your other clothes. They could also afford new kinds of entertainment. This is the period when the amusement park is invented. Uh, a dude named Ferris invents a wheel that you can ride on, you know, called the Ferris wheel. You have carousels. You have this sort of thing. So people on the weekend can take the train down to the amusement park, and that's kind of a new thing. That's not something people could afford to do before the Industrial Revolution. It also leads to a lot of migration, particularly to the United States. You know, people see a better life here, and so they move here. A lot of our ancestors came over in this period. And finally, it leads to a kind of revolution in transportation, particularly the train. So if you were going in the United States from the east side to the west side, it used to be a two-and-a-half-month stagecoach ride, which was dangerous and dusty and nasty and, and frustrating. Instead, you know, really uncomfortable, instead they go on a train, which is one week. And you get a dining car, basically a restaurant on there on the train. You get sleeping cars. It's just a much better way to travel. Now, there's also some negative things, some consequences. Basically, 
the Industrial Revolution, for some people, it's awesome, and it leads to a better life. And for some people, it's terrible, and it leads to a worse life. So first, that urbanization, the, the flocking to cities. Cities are not prepared for this. They end up building really crappy places for people to live. They call them tenements. Um, and they're, they're falling apart the day that they're finished. Now, people live in close quarters. Um, disease spreads. It's disgusting. You, uh, the sewage doesn't get rid of the garbage, isn't picked up well enough. That's one of the problems. Another problem is that the, they don't treat people very fairly. Uh, for example, the factories prefer to hire women over men because women get paid half of what a man gets paid. But they prefer children most of all because a child gets paid half of what a woman makes. Children are also easier to beat into submission, and the factory owners like that. And they have little hands, so they can fit their hands inside machines, places adult hands don't fit. Now, if the children are injured, say they ha get their hands caught in those machines, they're generally fired and uh, punished for slowing down the work. So a lot of children are losing fingers and, and uh, being abused. It's, it's really a terrible experience for the poor children, being the children of the poor, not, I mean, they are poor children. Um, there's huge problems with pollution. London, for example, gets to the point where the life expectancy dropped from being in the 50s and 60s to most people could only expect to live into their 30s because they're just breathing such crap. So the working class, they're working 16 hours a day, their pay is poor, their treatment is poor, they're constantly being threatened that they're going to be fired, they have poor living conditions, and, and it's even worse for the kids. So this juxtaposition uh, w between the rich and the poor is going to lead to a few new philosophies, and we'll talk about those tomorrow.